All right, John 13, everybody. I'm going to preach to you for 15 minutes, and then we're going to practice what I'm going to preach to you, okay? John 13. John 13, verse 34 and 35. Two verses tonight for us to consider. When you have it, shout, I got it. Okay, we'll wait for you, all right? John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Tonight I'm going to preach for a few minutes a message I've entitled, Where is the Love? Everybody say with me, where is the love? Good. John uh, 13, reading out of ESV tonight. Ready? Read. Wait, everybody. Come on, ready? Read. That you? Wow. Verse 35. By this. Now go back to verse 34. You can't just read the Bible. you got to read the Bible. Listen to what Jesus says very carefully. A new commandment I give to you. It's not a new commandment. Loving one another was not new. The word new means fresh. Or Jesus says in Greek it means freshness. I'm going to update what you already know to do. Okay? Because up until this time they had already known that they were to love one another. They had already known that they were to even love their enemies. But Jesus now, play, please pay careful attention to this. Jesus says now, a new commandment I give to you that you what? Love one another, right? But listen, he doesn't just tell us what to do. He tells us how. Swallow this. Ready? Love one another. And here's how. Not like you love each other. Love one another, but not like you know how to love each other. Not how you love your neighbor. Because he said love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's not what he tells him here. He says love one another. How? Wow. Question. How does he love you? Let's ask Jesus to help us tonight because this might be rough. Father, help us. This is such a serious, serious issue because it was serious for you in the gospel of john lord we read your words and really they are more than words it is your heart unveiled more than any other chapter in the entirety of the word of god it is during this discourse lord that you truly pull back the veil of your own heart and reveal your intention and your will for those who are closest to you Give us grace, Lord, to apply what it is you ask us to do. God forbid that we wait on some kind of compelling force to drive us to obedience. When your word said that if we love you, we'll obey your commands. For love, Lord, because we love you, Jesus, we will obey. Even when you call us to love each other. Not the way we choose to love one another, but to love one another like you love us. What a high call. What an act of grace. What a supernatural work we find ourselves in need of. Help us tonight as we sit at your feet. And we will be careful to give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated.
great theologian by the name of Alexander McLaren wrote the following. Put it up there, everybody look at the screen. Alexander McLaren wrote the following regarding this chapter, not only this one, but the, the, the uh, 13 to 17. It says, nowhere else in Scripture is the speech of Jesus at once so simple and at the same time so deep. Nowhere else have we the heart of God so unveiled to us the immortal words which Christ spoke in that upper chamber are his highest self-revelation in speech. One of the things that theologically has always baffled me is uh, the fact that when God chose to reveal the essence of his nature and character, he chose to use the word love. God is many things, that at the same, but yet at the same time, he, he chose to say, this is what I embody. This is the embodiment of God. This is my nature. Ready? God is love. Everybody say, God is love. Come on, Congana, say, God is love. Now, God is also holy. God is righteous. He is a consuming fire. Come on, he is a jealous God. He's Alpha and Omega. He's a lamb and he's a lion. He's a rock and he's the bread of life. He's a lily of the valley and at the same time he's an all-consuming fire. Our God is righteous. He is terrible in the proper sense of the word. He is holy, three times holy. He will indeed judge the quick and the dead. He's the giver of life and the taker thereof. God is many things and yet he said, Ready, if you really want to know me, this is who I am. In nature, I'm, I'm love. Love. Not hate. Love. So when Jesus sits with his disciples, he says, Now I give you a new commandment again, as I said at the onset. It's not that the commandment is new. This is not a new commandment. But he says, I need to give you a, a, a fresh way of seeing. You need fresh eyes. And guess what, church? So do we. We need fresh eyes when we look at each other. This church is growing. Say amen to that. It's a fact. This church is growing. But let me tell you what can't happen. We can't grow to the point that we just become cold and callous more than our nature already presupposes us to be. We come to church. We leave church. We don't shake hands. We don't love one another. We don't get to know each other. And that should not be. I don't care how big God decides to grow this church. We must love one another. Why? Because Jesus said so. And if the words of Jesus isn't, if they aren't important to you, then friend, you might want to really evaluate your whole outlook on God's word. We tend to, we tend to lambast, we tend to come down hard on people who cherry pick scripture. I know I am absolutely, I am actually, I always cringe when I see people trying to distort the word of God or twist the word of God to fit their own lifestyle. But you want to know something? We're guilty of the same because the stuff we don't like to apply, the stuff we don't like to practice, we just kind of overlook or brush over can't ignore the teachings of Jesus, especially the ones that we find in the Gospel of St. John. St. John isn't even theologically categorized as a synoptic because of its uniqueness in nature and style and because of the closeness of John to Jesus. 
If you, if you consider yourself a scholar of the word of God, we can go toe-to-toe on this if you'd like. I'm not, I'm not raising or elevating the gospel of John above the other uh, books of the Bible because it's all inspired by the spirit of God. It's all in the canon. However, you cannot approach the gospel of John like the gospel of Matthew the same way. You can't approach the gospel of Luke the same way you approach the gospel of John. Jesus' words, Pastor Alice used to tell new believers all the time, read the gospel of John. Are you saved? I'm saved. Read John, and then they'd come back to my mama, and they'd say, "I finished reading John," and then she'd tell, "Good, read it again." What? John is good for us, but it's not only good. That's the way John is. John is a wading pool for the babes, and it's also an ocean for those that are deep in the things of God. So a message like this applies to all. For you babes in Christ, love one another. Number one, this is what God asks of us to do by way of the Son of God. Here are his words to us. Here's his first admonition. Ready? This is deep, everybody. Ready? Love one another. Everybody say it with me now. All right, like you wait today. Ready? Read. Love. Look around. You love the people around you? Listen. If the person next to you, even if they're your enemy, you're called to love them. Do we love each other at Abundant Life Church? Okay, you said yes. Do we love each other at Abundant Life Church? Okay, but here, here let me add something to that. No. You don't love everybody here, and you should. You're not loving everybody in the church, and you should. We're not loving each other like we should. And here's the word to, uh, for us tonight. Love each other. And not only must we love one another, ready? But we must love one another <laughs> like Jesus loved us. There should be, put it up there, there should be, uh, I, I, I need you to affirm this, there should be, especially amongst us, there should be a special presence of love amongst those who follow Jesus. Not only those who belong to Abundant Life Church, those who love the Lord, but you want to know the truth? We see people that go to another church and what do we do? We give them the stank eye. I don't like him. Oh, God bless you. Dios le bendiga, hermano. Amen. ¿Cómo está bien bendecido? ¿Cómo me cae mal esa hermana? Híjole. We see other believers in church. Hey, how you doing, bro? Oh, I'm blessed, brother. Oh, I love you, and I love you, too. Uh-huh. Mm. Can't stand him. I mean, praise the Lord. Yeah. They belong to Christ. We should love them. Please don't let me come down real harder than, 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 than I have to here. If they belong to Christ, we love them. We must love them. Love one another. Look at somebody next and tell them, neighbor. Come on, tell them, neighbor. I love you. Don't get weird. Don't get weird. Some of you had a hard time with that. Tell them, neighbor. I love you. If it's your husband or wife, do not tell them. Tell somebody else. Y'all are cheating. I see you, Deaners. Love you. Ha. Ha. No, you turn to him. You turn to her. Your wife ain't here. Turn to somebody else. Ready? Turn to somebody that's not, that you're not married to and tell them, neighbor, I love you. 
So I'm not going to talk, talk about you behind your back. I'm going to say that again. So I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. I'm not going to kick you while you're down. If I have to love my enemies, why in the world will I treat you bad? But this is what we're doing here. When I say here, I don't necessarily mean, oh, this is our church. No, it's, 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 it's amongst believers. There are believers right now that when they see me in the store, they, they, they try to avoid me. Why? I don't even know sometimes. I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, what did I do to them? Who knows? And some of you are laughing. But it's sad when it's people that come to my own church. If Jesus could unveil his heart, then so can I. Without doing violence to the scripture. These are things that are common in the house of God. Amongst brethren. Paul had to address it because the church was so carnal. He's like, you guys are taking, taking each other to court. You're standing before carnal judges who, who ridicule you and persecute you. And look at you. You can't even work it out amongst yourselves, so you sue each other. So Jesus says, hey, a new commandment I give to you. That's not new. He's saying, let me refresh this in your hearing. Love one another. But don't just love each other. I love this. Give me the text. He says, love each other, but love each other. And I'm glad Jesus, the, the master, el maestro, the teacher of all teachers. He knows how we are. So he didn't just say, hey, love each other. Because your definition of love isn't my definition of love. We all love each other differently. My father never hugged us, never told us he loved us. I'm not scarred or emotionally, uh, you know, uh, handicapped because of, no, I'm not. I mean, I know my dad loves us. He shows love a certain way. I tend to show love that way too. And guess what? You tend to love the way you were shown love also. Say amen to what I'm telling you. You don't just love radically differently than your family. No, that's how you love. We're all different that way. Some of you are huggy, touchy, feely, lovey people like that. Others are not. I'm not like that. I love you, but you don't need to hug on me. That's not going to happen. Some of you are waiting. Pastor, when are you going to? I've literally been told through the years, Pastor, when are you going to go to the lobby and stand at the door and greet everybody with a holy kiss and a hug? And I said, never. But that's what we need. I'm sorry. Go to the other church. <laughs> Pray for me. Can't do it. But I love you from the heart. And if I didn't love you, I wouldn't preach to you the word of the Lord. If I really didn't care about you, I'd preach to you whatever you thought you wanted to hear. You know we don't get down like that here. So Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you. Ready? That you what? love it's not a suggestion he doesn't say a new suggestion i want to make hey if you guys are up to it what do you think about this somebody say love is a command come on like you're alive say love is a command so he said love one another and then he tells us how how do we love each other church how do we love each other church how do we love each other church we love one another, but we love one another. Ready? Get this. Number two, we love one another like Jesus loves 
Uh, Charles Spurgeon said the following, put it up there. Charles Spurgeon said, ready, put it up there, please. He said, we are to love our neighbor as ourselves, but we are to love our fellow Christians as Christ loved us. And that is far more than we love ourselves. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. You love yourself. You love yourself. You do. You put yourself before others. You esteem yourself very highly. You do. We all do. So Spurgeon's observation was, hey, love each other like Christ loved us, and, that's, and he loves us even more than we love ourselves. Think about that. Paul put it this way when he writes to the church at Philippi. He said, esteem others higher than yourself. NASB puts it this way. Put, put the scripture up there. Uh, I gave it to you. Watch what Philippians 2 says. It says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard. Ready? Regard one another. Everybody say one another. Regard one another as what? As more important than and so you want to know what happens in church? I've seen it with my own eyes. We have, we have food and fellowship, and people bump each other to get, to get first. You're laughing. This is serious. People fighting over the last cupcake in church. Fighting over a chair in church. I'm not even joking. Like Fighting over a position in church. Fighting over a title in church. Even fighting over parking spaces in church. <laughs> now, I want you to consider how, because, because here's, here's what I came to say. We are all missing this mark. Nobody in this assembly is loving the way Jesus told us to love one another. You're tolerating one another. You're not loving. You're putting up with one another. That's not loving. In fact, Jesus is miles beyond that. He said, love each other like I love you. How does he love you? Thank you. You've only been coming here for a few weeks and everybody else was silent, but you're the one talking to me. How does he love us? Are you sure? Does Jesus stop loving you with all your issues, your flaws, your hangups? When did he quit on you? Somebody please testify when he quit on you. Then who gives you that? Then why do we hear this in church? Oh, that sister, I'm done with her. If you're done with her, then he's done with you then. No, he's not right. So you have no right to say I'm done. We do this. I've done it. And maybe you too. I have to love my handsome brother who works at the United Postal Service even when he drops my packages off at 9.30 at night. What did you, you say? I said yes. <laughs> One time I got so mad at the brown crew. I said this is ridiculous. Past nine o'clock, and there he was ringing my doorbell and running to his truck. True story. And I said, Oh, you better run. And with my luck, it was probably him. 
That's how the Lord gets me, Elder Brown. He does me like that. Terrible at the store to somebody, and guess what? Up there preaching up a storm, preaching up a storm and saying, praise the Lord. And then over through those doors, the same person that I was rotten to at Walmart. Saying, what? Isn't that the guy that cut me off? He's the preacher. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, before you laugh at me, what does it say of you? Especially when you're wearing Abundant Life Church t-shirt. <laughs> I was so heavily impressed and the Lord said, son, son the, the fellowship is growing because I'm adding to your number. But let me tell you what's not growing is your love for each other. And what you're not going to be is that inflated church who can't love the people that they're sitting next to and worshiping next to. Come on, if you're going to clap for the Lord, then give him a praise then. And if you can't clap about it, then say, then say ouch about it, but do something. Pastor, you don't understand. I can't stand that brother. Love him. Pray for him. Love him for real. Love her for real. Now, the third thing I got to say before we, I, we end this sermon with, a, with, with putting it to practice. And let me just say this. Man, the Bible says that those that are hearers of the word and not doers of the word, that they deceive themselves. It's one thing to be deceived. It's another thing to deceive yourself. That means that we can come to church, listen to a sermon, and then not apply it. And the Bible says you're deceiving yourself. So this is what I see happening a lot of times. We get a word and we don't apply that word. So that's why the Lord's like, hey, preach what I'm telling you and then have everybody go and practice. What you mean? Loving each other. Let me tell you, it's hard to hate somebody. It's hard not to love somebody that you break bread with frequently. It's a fact. It is a fact. You break bread with somebody. That's why the early church listened to me carefully. This is not about sitting down and having Pizza Hut. You're missing the lesson. The early church listened carefully. They constantly broke bread. They had koinonia. Think about the, think about the sacredness of breaking bread and communion, holy communion, and they did it frequently when they gathered because it built that fellowship and there was unity amongst the brethren. If you and I, Sister Susan, break bread frequently, I'm going to love you more than I did before. Now, we can't go eat together all the time. That's, that's a no. What we can do is when we gather, we can make sure that we're having real, sincere fellowship, koinonia, joining and a melding. Listen to me carefully. Because it's not just a joining of the heart, because, whatever, but because that joining goes, it ends up right back there. No, it is a melding together of the heart. It's, it's, it's what happens when you refine something under extreme heat and then you bind it together. So the third thing we need to do, put it up there before we go home, is to know that our love for one another is our identification as disciples of Jesus. Now, I want you to consider what I'm telling you right now. 
There are many marks, right? You and I would think right now in your mind, you have many marks of a disciple. What marks a disciple of Jesus? Well, knowledge of the word. Good, not primary. What marks a follower of Jesus? Well, the way he talks, maybe. That's not number one. What marks a disciple? How can you tell who's a disciple of Jesus? Jesus himself told you. Let me tell you, if I asked you, what do you think identifies a disciple of Jesus? I promise you, you probably wouldn't say love. No, you wouldn't say that. You're like, well, I think this, and I think that, and I think all of those may be right, but not number one, not primary, not to the master at least. Watch what the scripture says, next verse, verse 35. It says, this is your identification. Everybody say ID. <clears throat> this is your ID as a disciple. Ready? Here you go. You can wear a three-piece suit on Sunday and not be a disciple of Jesus. You can go door-to-door. You can go door-to-door. every day. That doesn't make you a disciple of, of Jesus. What makes you a disciple of Jesus? Jesus told you, ready? Your love for one another. This is your ID. 35, everybody, we're done. Ready? Read. By. Wait, read that again. By. Somebody say, by this. By this. Some people. Woo. By this. Algunos por ahí. No. By this, what? All people will what? Will think? No. They will know that you are my if you, if you go to church on Sunday, is that what that says? If you memorize all the scriptures, if you memorize the Torah, come on, this is how they're going to know that you're mine. How? Love each other. So here's the goal. Here's the goal. Follow me, sis. Here's the goal, Baldy. I'm sorry, sis. Uh, Brother Baldy, you are not a sis. And if you are, you're the ugliest sister I've ever seen. I say that in love. <laughs> Social media is a damnable thing. They made a filter the other day. Susan, I know you don't know about this. Don't worry about it. You're not missing out on it. They made a filter that turns men into women. It's on Snapchat. And women into men. So I put it on my daughter Sophia's face and she looks just like her father. True story. I put it on myself and I said, thank God I'm a man. Hallelujah. Here's the goal. This is radical, right? Here's the goal. That all who surround us would look at us and say, look how they love each other. Here's an indictment against the church. This is what they're not saying typically. What they are saying is, look how they fight with each other. Look how divided they are. Look how those Christians take each other to court, talk about each other behind their backs. Look how they fight. Look how they ignore each other. Look at all the fake love they show one another. Our prayer is this. That the world around us would say, look how they love each other. Man, look at how those Christians love each other. The world doesn't have that. We need this. 
Can, can the church say amen tonight? Can you clap your hands and give God a praise because we need. Somebody shout, we need this. Everybody that needs to love your neighbor better shout, I need this. Everybody that needs to love your church folk better say, I need this. Good, we all needed this. So I want you to stand.